Welcome to your typical Shona protagonist. He's Kai, I'm Kels, and today we're talking about Naruto, the Konoha Crush arc. First off, Kai, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. It's here, it's there, it's everywhere. Yeah, man. Um, off the top, want to recap this entire arc for you. Um, fuck your tournament arc, it's terrorists. Surprise. <laughs> true, true. Um, a 70-year-old man fights two-ish dead guys. And Gara loses his shit. And what we find out about his backstory, I don't really blame him. Yeah. You, you can't really do that. Like, I mean, Gara, <laughs> yeah, like... Yeah, life of a Jinchuriki is definitely a life I would not want to live. Man, we don't really find out what a Jinchuriki is. Like, we don't quite get the label yet, but totally. Like, it's the same for all of them, which we find out in this arc. Yeah. So, yeah, just getting into it. Um, We leave off where the fight between... What was it? It's the fight between uh, Sasuke and Gar. It's Gara and Sasuke. Um, they are going at it. And Sasuke pulls out his Chidori, runs down a wall, and like injures Gara. And Gara's in this sand shell. We see an eyeball that is not human. And then shit goes crazy. Surprise. The Kaze Kage takes the Lord Third Hokage hostage. Because that's just something you can do. Yeah. So that's the thing. Um, we the Kaze Kage has him hostage, and it's like, okay, um, what we're gonna do is hold his knife to his throat and disappear. So we all they all start running and everything, and you know, like the whole stadium gets like knocked out because these sound ninjas show up. The sound ninja and sand ninja are here to infiltrate the Konoha, and. We see that basically, which is maybe getting ahead of myself a little bit, hilarious that like Shikamaru somehow did not get <laughs> knocked out, but he was just going to pretend like he was because he didn't want to deal with it. I'm like, that's real. Yeah. That's- so they hit, they hit everybody with the Genjutsu to put them to sleep, except for like the superior ninja. And Naruto and quote unquote Shikamaru fall asleep. Uh, Everyone except for like the Jonin and Sakura um, and Eno. Sakura. Eno's KO'd, dude. Okay. Yeah. It's just Sakura. Which is still mind boggling, but um but no, totally. Like they're they're fighting the sound ninja. And like the fact that Sakura finds Shikamaru to be like just faking asleep is hilarious because it's like okay shikamaru knows what time it is he can counter genjutsu he's just a lazy asshole and i i appreciate that (laughs) yeah like i mean he's like i don't know what's going on let's sit here i'm more relaxed until things like pan out so we see but then we see like him naruto and sakura like okay we got to formulate a plan we got to see what's going on what's happening and gara was like I got a plan. I got to go do something. So Gara leaves the stadium and so does Sasuke. And they're like, okay, let's, let's go follow them. So that's what they go do. And then we kind of flash back to, um, the third Hokage and the Kazekage, which big reveal. Um, I'm not the Kazekage. I'm Orochimaru, the second Sanin we are exist or introduced to. Well, this is granted. This is his second time being introduced, but like his true yeah. face. Yeah, this is this is when we see we his true the, face. Yeah, we get the introduction to like what Orochimaru is and like what he has done in terms of the Leaf Village. Because like we meet Orochimaru in the um, Forest of Death and earlier in the parts of the the tuning exams, but like we finally get knowledge of the fact that he is the student of Sarutobi the third Hokage yes which is like what (laughs) yeah so seeing that and seeing like how one of this is the first time I believe we've seen like an evil 
you know, former Leaf Ninja as well. So it's like, okay, like, the Leaf Village didn't just produce, like, goody-goodies and, like, skilled Shinobi. Well, granted, he had skilled, but, like, he's, like, on some Dr. Manhattan type-ish. Like, he's very dangerous and has all these weird jutsus that we know. And he's like, I've come to kill you. Which is, like, so weird, if you think about it. Like, because it's never explained why Orochimaru wanted to kill a third. Or, yeah. Like, it's never really explained. He's just like, I'm just here to do it and take over the leaf. So, yeah, he summons two coffins. Or, no, he's, yeah, he summons three. But Saratobi's like, nah, yeah. I can't let you summon that third coffin. Because now, man, we're only like 60 episodes in. I can't let you spoil the secret of the third Hokage. Yeah, and I like or that. the fourth Hokage. Yeah, and I like that little, like, kind of node to the fourth Hokage. It's like, yeah, I can take on the first and second, but if the third one shows up, I'm dead. Like, the fact that that's just so hype. And also kind of like, wow, Sarutobi can take on the first and the second, which is wild because in Shippuden, once you see what they can do, you're like, ain't no way. <laughs> and <laughs> But it's also explained kind of here that the first and second are not as strong as they should be because of the suppression of emotions and all that yada yada stuff. Um, So it's kind of cool to see, as, again, like this is our first introduction to the first and second Hokage, um, the two strongest ninjas that ever lived thus far. And... Saratobi, this old man who we've seen nothing do but smoke on a pipe and walk around, is about to take him on. So I'm like, okay, that's what's up. Yeah, like, watching this fight, and it's around this time that the animation really steps up. There's, like, one specific episode where he's fighting both Hokages and also separately on the B story Yeah, is Sasuke chasing after Orochimaru or not after Roshimaru, after Gara, and like going through this explosion maze that's like incredibly well animated. Yeah. But, um, totally. Like the, the third Hokage is fighting these two other Hokage, which are like the pinnacle of ninja. Like there's only been four of them and three of them are dead. Uh, but we see one can manipulate water out of nowhere and the other can like, make trees yes apparently which is just like again when i was re-watching this i'm just like it's so wild like in that perspective from like i you just and i have to you got to remove that when you're doing rewatches and reviews got to remove like that pre-determined knowledge because i'm sitting here i'm like man like if they had gone off in this fight the whole village, <laughs> like i'm just like the whole the whole village would have been wiped off the face of the mat like Hands down. But I know it's cool seeing, like, first time, this is the first introduction we have to, like, the tree wood style jutsu. And we're seeing, like, a true... We haven't seen, like, a leaf ninja use water jutsu yet. Like, that was more so the Zabuza Haku arc. And, yeah. like, that one time, the dude with the umbrellas made it rain. But he died. And, of course, death. So, yeah. Um, But, no, it's it's cool seeing that. And then, while this is happening, we still, like you said, got that back and forth. With Sasuke chasing after Gara and Naruto and Shikamaru chasing after um, them. And we see, like, the rest as this fight is happening. Orochimaru's like, yes, I'm here to destroy your village. And we see these two giant snakes with cloth destroying the village. Sand ninjas and sound ninjas, like, which I'm so aggravated. We don't see, spoiler, we don't see the sound village again after this. Because... They had the coolest drip. Like, <laughs> I love their uniforms. I was like, okay, we got the pink camouflage going on, purple camouflage with, like, okay, with the face mask. Like, that's kind of clean. Like, let's go. And it really shows you why I feel like, I'm just going to detour and say this real quick. I feel like in all of Naruto, the best villains, like, in my opinion, are Pain and, like, first core Orochimaru like I everybody like rocks with Madara and Obito I'm like eh, yeah they're great but eh. like but like Orochimaru this Orochimaru was a savage like he betrayed his village was a mad scientist 
this man came to kill a Hokage. Think about how asinine that is. Like, who, like no one else in the whole series just showed up in a Hokage's village, mind you. Like, he brought the smoke to the third. He was like, I'm here to kill you. Like, with, with things to do it. With other Hokage to murder him with. Like, yes. who does that? Who resurrects the dead to murder somebody? Not to mention, he acts the Kazikage as well, which you find out in this fight. He just threw him in the ditch. They found him. Like, it wasn't even important. They're like, oh, like, yeah, you killed off a whole nother Kage, like, in the background. Like, we didn't even see it. Like, that's how dope Orochimaru was. And his music, like, the OST for these whole 12 episodes, bruh, was something crazy. Like, Orochimaru's theme is still, like, my favorite Naruto OST. With like the, like, I can't, I'm not gonna sing it because I can't do it justice. But you know, like the yeah, yeah, yeah. ah yeah, and the bells and everything. Like, I was like, okay, like Orochimaru was a grade A villain in my opinion. Like, I rock with him a now, lot. Now, one thing I hate to tell you is this wasn't 12 episodes. This was 28. Was it really? It felt like 12. It, well, I mean, you sit there and you watch it back to back. Yes. Um, but it was 28, which kind of plays into this other part is the beginning of this fight and the ending of this fight was wild. However, the middle of the part of this fight, once we kind of get a resolution to like where we sit with the third Hokage whipping out the Reaper death seal jutsu. And sealing not only the first and the second Hokage's power, but also like getting a hold of Orochimaru and fighting for his soul. And yeah. Orochimaru stabs him, so it's like, who's gonna die first? We sit there in that pose, in that struggle between Orochimaru and the third Hokage for like nine episodes. We see the exact same scene of them struggling together intercut between the chase for Sasuke and the Sasuke battles themselves. Yeah. So it was lit, but we got a lot of delay on that resolution. It didn't get resolved until like episode 27 of this part. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, like... Because you had, and seeing, like, seeing the whole, like, long, drawn-out fight and Orochimaru losing his arms and the third being like, I can't kill you, but I can take what's more precious to you, like, your precious jutsu. Like, I'm glad he got something. Yeah. He went out very petty, which I'm here for. <laughs> I always advise, like, the petty jutsu. So I'm like, let's go. Um, So homie was able to do that. I'm like, let's go. 100%. One thing, like you have said to me previously, is that the third Hokage is the worst Hokage. And this gets into spoiler territory 100%. Plays into a lot of our knowledge from Chaputin. But compared to the first and second and third Hokage, is Sarutobi the worst Hokage? So, to it's hard because I can't say that. Yeah, he is. Yes, he's the worst Hokage. I would like to say that, but I can't. Um, well, I have said it before, so obviously I can't say it. But in terms of, it's it's hard. I, I would say yes. Personally, for me, I feel like he is the worst Hokage because he let a lot of stuff happen. Like he let. Donzo murder the Uchiha because he didn't monitor that situation well like the second Hokage told him to. But you know what? No, he is the worst Hokage. I'm going to say it. He's the worst Hokage because <laughs> he let the Uchiha situation get out of hand. He didn't like take care of them, but I guess you could say that started with the second Hokage by making them the police force. But he let them all get murdered by Itachi. He let Itachi take the blame for that, you know, and be a martyr. Um... Donzo, he let Donzo 
become a huge threat in the village um, and collect all the eyeballs from the Uchiha, which was messed up as well. Um, yeah. And he should have killed Donzo. He had an opportunity. Like, you see as the series goes on in flashbacks that Donzo had done some sketchy-ish, and Sartobi could have murdered him, like, and executed him with all fairness, but he was like, no, out of respect to our master and all this, I'm not going to do that because, you know... Donzo was Hiruzen's Sasuke. He was Hiruzen's um, Orochimaru to Jiraiya. Like, he was all that, except, you know, I guess. That's, yeah, like, I, and we see, we see uh, Sarutobi, like, constantly not able to pull the trigger when he needs to. Yeah. So, like, with Donzo, we don't even know who Donzo is yet. But, like, with Donzo, back in his time as, like, peers with him, he couldn't pull the trigger and handle business when it was in, like, the Super Spy game. Yeah. When he was a teacher with Orochimaru, and finding out Orochimaru as, like, this adult Sani ninja, when he found out that he was dealing in forbidden jutsus. He let two Anbu get murdered and let him walk out the door. Enma was like, Saratobi, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Kill him now. Which I miss, I miss Enma. I don't think we ever hear from Enma again. The monkey? Yeah, the monkey. Yeah, yeah no, we don't actually, which is super sad. But no, that's like 100%. And like, you know, the fourth Hokage's last dying wish was that Naruto be regarded as a hero because he is housing something that tried to kill the whole village. And Sarutobi said, no, instead of doing that, instead of letting everybody know, he let everybody call him the demon fox. Like, you knew that discrimination was going on. There's no way you didn't. Like, all he ruled was that no one could talk about it. But that still happened. You needed to show, I felt like personally, that Naruto is the savior of the village, which he was. And, you know, I understand all that is integral to the story. Somebody had to be the bad guy. I get it. And that could just be Kishimoto's writing or whatever. And I love Naruto. Like, Naruto is one of my favorite anime, and it was super integral into getting me into anime and even, like, the way I am as a person. So I'm not going to diss on Kishimoto's writing, but this is some of the, like, repercussions of, like, that plot hoey writing because, and I was saying this the other day, is that One Piece is crazy long, but you won't find plot holes in One Piece. I guarantee you. Like, Oda... they have... Go on, go on. No, go on. I was just going to say, Oda's a master at it. But yeah, they have... You go ahead. But exactly, he's a master at it, but he also has the time to pick up whatever plot holes he's ever left previously and fill them in. After 900-some-odd episodes, sometimes you're searching for plot holes. True. Because you're like... I need to bring this back around to stuff other people have forgotten about. But I didn't, somehow. No, you're right, you're right. Um, but yeah, it's just like, I feel that Hiruzen could have done some things better. He definitely could have done some things worse, too. I gotta give him that. But I just... Bruh, feel- being 70 years old and still going toe-to-toe with two undead Hokage? No, like, he- it shows his knowledge and his skill. Yeah, no, he was called the Professor, and he had... Hiruzen is the only one, I think, who has all five chakra natures. Like, he was the only ninja that had all five, I believe. Naturally. Because I know um, Kakashi could use all five by the Sharing Gun, but Hiruzen naturally had all five natures, which made him, like, a huge threat. Um, He was definitely... I wish we would have saw more of him being a ninja in his prime, for sure. But, like... Now he did work, and seeing him reanimated was dope. I'm not gonna lie. Um, Naruto Shippuden did a good job of that against spoilers. Um, but no, I would say it's between the second and the third. Tsunade gets an yeah. honorable mention for being the worst because she didn't really do anything, but she didn't really help anything either. Like she's at least Haruzen and Haruzen, you know, fostered all these kids, made like the prosperity of the leaf because he was the longest Tokage. And the second created so many jutsu, which, granted, a lot of those jutsu were used against him (laughs) and to cause a lot of problems in the ninja world, but he still put them out there. 
Um, the first Hokage, the god of Shinobi, of course, I would say him or Naruto are the best. Um, the fourth, he gets the honorable mention as well because he was only in the Hokage for a short period of time, but he did his job. I don't think, yeah. like, yes, we had people die from the Nine Tails attack, but, you know, it could have been. How could you avoid that? Yeah. And especially when you see what he did in, like, when you get the flashbacks in Naruto Shippuden. And you see that the fourth Kokage transfused a whole ass Biju bomb away from the village. It would have just wiped out the village there. Like, he fought Obito and the Ninetales at the same time. Like, literally saved his wife and child. Granted, the wife died later, but, you know, he did all this, like, as a fresh Hokage, because nobody else in the village could do anything. He fought a Tail Beast, <laughs> the strongest of the Tail Beasts by himself. So, yeah. Like, the fourth Okage definitely gets to mention is one of the best Okage. But Tsunade, she just kind of, like, let everything happen around her, which, again, isn't necessarily her fault. I do, I am mad that, like, Jiraiya died on her watch, though. Like, like that still pisses yeah, me off. We'll, we'll we'll get to that. Um, We've yet to deal with Jiraiya even being much of a character. Because he shows up during the Konoha Crush, and he's like, yo, Ibisu. Uh, I see you got giant snake problems. I have giant toad solutions. And then, boom, that's Jiraiya's engagement for this arc. Yeah, like, 100%. Jiraiya goat, though. But, so, moving on from that, um, you also got the whole Gara situation as well, which, this is, again, so good, like, in my opinion, like, one of the best highlights of the Naruto franchise is... The whole Gara situation. So, um, yeah, like we said, Gara takes off to, I guess, join the fray of causing all this to happen. Yeah. But- so, so Gara is still kind of messed up with his bout uh, from the tuning exams for real with Sasuke. So, Tamari and Konkuro have to come in. Now that the plan's been enacted, now that it's terrorist time go, they have to take Gara and run to make use of his super secret power, which we find out is him going crazy and making use of a tail of the beast. Fucking Shinkaku, the sand spirit, for yeah. some reason. Like, because that's what we do out here. And... So they're going to go do that, and they're being pursued by Sasuke. So they're, of course, like, okay, we got to get Gara out of here. So, like, I'm going to stop and be a diversion. And first we have, I believe, uh, was it? It wasn't Tamari first. It was. Yeah, um, I think it was. So Tamari stops and is like, I got this, Conqueror, you take him. And it's a wind fight versus. Um, fireball jutsu. Yeah, and, and at some point he moves on. He's like, "Fuck your shit, Tamari. You're not game. I'm gonna move on." Then it's Conqueror. It's like, "All right, it's time for me to take care of this." Tamari catches up after a while, and Conqueror is like, "All right, I got this. Go on." And out of nowhere, Shino. Did she know? Yeah, she knows. Like, okay, let me fight. Yeah, she know Abara. He's like, yeah. He shows up. He's like Sasuke. I got this. I didn't get a chance to have my fight. And then Sasuke was like, "Who the hell are you?" But all right. <laughs> so <laughs> what? Which is a real ass statement. <laughs> yeah, and Conqueror's like, I got my puppets. Like, I'm a beast. Like, I'm super strong. You can't stop me. And then we see Shino, like, this is this is why I was hyped. Shino is one of those characters who you wouldn't expect to be strong because he just didn't get any shine. But, you know, Shino is a beast. Like, he puts his bugs in location and he goes and you see his fighting style, which was crazy to use in Ninja Storm. I always liked using Shino because he was very, like, he's very fresh and innovative, I felt like. So... She knows fighting Conqueror, and so as Conqueror, like, is fighting, Conqueror gets the upper hand and everything, 
And Shino just basically has his bugs go inside of the puppets, I believe. Like, so, and it consumes his chakra, and, like, basically he can't move. And Kankuro is just, it's like an even draw, I would say. But still, though, like, because these sand ninjas are, like, I believe it said some of these sand ninjas are, like, tuning level, I believe, to Mario and Kankuro, because they're older. Yeah. They're they're pretty up there because uh, Kankuro hits him with the poison gas and yeah. that's still in fact like impacting Shino. But Shino comes out on top because he came around with, behind with the bugs and used himself as a decoy to like get on like get the bugs to eat his like his chakra at his hand so he couldn't use the chakra string. Yeah. So like Shino wins, but equally is like messed up from the gas. Yeah. So Shino can't go on and help. But this entire time, Naruto, Sakura, the dog. Yeah, Paku, Paku. Pakun, yeah. Yeah. And Shino, uh, Shikamaru, excuse me, are all chasing after Sasuke. Yeah. Which is lit. Like, we got the action. We have the secondary action of trying to catch up. And like save them before they get murdered by a sand demon. Yeah, and so Sasuke catches up to them and he's like, yo, I'm gonna win this fight. I'm Sasuke. And so Sasuke lunges, Tamari gets in the way, she shoots out. Then this is when we see Gara transform for the first time. Like he like Shikaku takes over that and he becomes a like I guess puppet, like he, like, I don't know how to say it without saying the actual word, but basically he becomes like a half transform, like a tail beast mode type thing. Um, I forget the. What's the actual word? Uh, the actual word, I think, is like a juby form, I want to say, or something like that. I feel it. Cloak. It's like We've a tail. We've already said ginger. We've already said ginger. Yeah. So tail Which cloak what is what it is. But... Yeah. It's a tail yeah, cloak. Yeah. Because that's the actual how it prefers. But the tail cloak also doesn't really exist at this point. And since, like, the one tails yep. only has one tail, like, how do we know? We've seen this on Naruto when in the uh, Hidden in the Waves arc where he goes and he takes on the tail cloak to fight. Um, Haku. Haku, yeah. Like, he, he gets this bubbly orange aura. So, like, we get a taste of what this is. We don't know by name but we know it's a thing yeah and throughout this entire arc we find out that gara is the same in a way as naruto so like seeing the tail form take effect as a cloak like okay this is the same as naruto but different because it's weird but let's get into this let's get into like why he has a tail form and what all of this i'm going to kill you i'm not going to become non-existent i have to kill you to prove my existence you're my prey vibe so gara is a jinjuriki and the jinjuriki is the word for the human host for the spirit of a tail beast yes so, a lot of words there yeah so the tail beasts are basically these creatures that exist like they're chakra creatures. They exist supernaturally and there are nine of them to our knowledge because there is one for each tail and the nine tails is the strongest. So there are eight others. And um, so which is kind of cool because you realize in hindsight you saw basically the first and the last fight it out before you saw anything else. Yeah. Which I believe they were creating order, so you could say Shikaku is Nine Tails' older brother, or I don't know if that's vice versa. Where Shikaku is the youngest, I don't know. I think the Nine Tails is the youngest, but anyway. So they're all this whole fight between two entities, and they kind of just like hate each other because they're both like we're creatures of destruction, or so we think, but that's later down the road. Um, and what really focuses on is the Jinchuriki is the host of these creatures. And 
they are more often than not thought of like, I guess the best way to describe it is nuclear weapons. There's one supposedly for each major village has one um, to like detour acts of violence and everything because the first Hokage, when he like, you know, tamed all these, he went and divided one up and gave it to each village. Cause he's like, yeah, here you go. Like, here's your nuke to detour you from basically. So another village won't, you know, try and take you over. You have your nuke. I have mine. Yada, yada. So, yeah. And these Jinchurikis are the host of them because they can't exist without a host. Otherwise, they will be too strong and powerful. And the Jinchurikis are really treated like crap. Um, sadly to say. Uh, yeah, that tragically. Like, the Jinchurikis we see, which it, per- it persists beyond that, is Naruto is treated like garbage because... Like, he is the holder of the Ninetale Fox. Yeah. And he later finds out that that is a thing, and that is why he's treated so badly. But, like, that's the reason. He holds the Ninetale Fox, and everyone hates him because of it. Not that it's his fault, right? But people are fucking dumb. Yeah. And the same persists with Gara. Gara, like everyone in the sand village, hates Gara because he's got Shinkaku in him. And fuck that guy because it's spooky. But this is really where, in the backstory, we begin to see the importance of others in guiding a person, right? So Naruto has. Not only this tragic backstory, but he also has helpful and quality guidance with Iruka Sensei and then his friends on Team 7 and onward. He has positive enforcement to grow as a person, where Gara is an example of everyone ever hates you. You should feel bad and die, and if not, you should at least be our nuclear weapon. Like, the fact that his caretaker tried to murder him was his uncle and said, you know what, I hate you, and I will never not hate you, and it's time to go. Surprise, it's a suicide vest, Kerplow. It didn't work on Gara because the sand... But anyways, he gets to deal with the fact that his uncle said he loved him. Okay, he didn't say he loved him, but he said he was special. Then tried to blow him the fuck up. That will mess you up. Yeah, no, 100%. And that's almost more so... I feel like that is more tragic than what happened with Naruto. Because Naruto... You know, he never had those connections to be taken away from him. And that's another thing that... Yeah. Yeah. It's said with Sasuke. is like, you didn't have these connections to begin with. Which is so interesting to me. Because sometimes you don't realize how, like... Something... How important something is just taken away in this aspect. But, like, in this thing, it was almost better than Naruto having true loneliness to not lose those bounds, bonds... And, like, once you see what Gara has gone through, like, it really is self-preservation. Like, the only thing he can really depend on is Shikaku to protect him. And that plot line, the fact that that plot line comes back up in Shippuden, I really like. Um, And Gara is, I feel like, one of the most well-developed characters, like, throughout Naruto. And even, you can say, like, anime in general, I feel like that's a bold statement. Totally. But, like, just where he comes from, and what he does, I'm really here for. And this fight, because this fight really picks up when Naruto enters the fray and it becomes a fight between Naruto and Gara, the true shining fight of this art, in my opinion. Man, you playing that like the 36 seconds Sakura stood up to Gara was like probably the last badass moment I recall having seen Sakura pull off. Now, Going back, I'm learning more and more. But like, yeah. her, watching her 
pull out her kunai and protect Sasuke with a look of determination in her eye is like, you can't do jack shit, but the conviction, the hustle, the effort to protect what you care about, that's badass. No, 100%. I was like, okay, that's what we're doing out here. Um, and she immediately gets murked, but yeah, okay, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, Naruto had to step in and save the day, so that's what it's all about at the end of the day. So we see Naruto swoop in and be like, yo, I'm Naruto. Um, nice to meet you. And like he kicks like he kicks um the sand away, and he's basically like this fight between us, and you see the backstories, and Naruto is like the same way, and Naruto debuts his Naruto Uzumaki uh 2k barrage or combo or something um in this fight and it was pretty lit like because he made 100 or 1099 shadow clones which is just pure crazy pure crazy um and that happens and then the fight they fight on the ground and then gara does his play possum jutsu which releases all of shukaku and basically, Shikaku takes over, and he's huge. He's, like, his full size. And Naruto's like, okay, I've learned the summoning jutsu um, from Jiraiya-sensei. Or, yeah, Jiraiya-sensei. So he's like, okay, let me try and do it. And he does it. And he this time, he doesn't get a small frog. He gets Gambunta. I believe it's Gambunta. Um, yeah, he gets Gambunta from the Gama family, who is huge and they go at it and this fight is freaking crazy like you know you see like shikaku spitting out wind assaults that are destroying trees jabunta's jumping all over and then man and then jabunta's like if i can get close i can do it and he's like hey kid transform something transform me into something it's like something with claws i can dig into him and Naruto's like, bet. And what happens? Man, this is... Gamabuta turns into an apparition of the Nine-Tailed Fox. Who knew that Gamabuta could actually do something crazy like this? Yes, and this was the first time we've seen the Nine-Tailed Fox full body. Like, and that ish was crazy. Like, and everybody's like, man, that's the thing. Everybody was like, Nobody respected Naruto into Shippuden, but I'm like, how'd y'all not see the giant fight yeah. happening like <laughs> episode 62? Where where were y'all 440 episodes ago? This man was out here doing work. Like, excuse me? So Man, I, I love the fact that this whole thing is like now earlier in the fight, Naruto tries to do the summon in Jutsu. But he summons Gamakichi. Which is this like regular sized frog, but he's small because he's like a young frog. He's not a tadpole. He's finally ascended from that level. But still, what can Gamakichi do against, I don't know, a fucking Jinturiki? Nothing. Nothing but like have fun quips. That's it. Yeah. But when life is on the line and Naruto makes a convicted decision that I will protect my friends. He pulls out the stops, he uses the extra chakra within him, and summons Gamabunta to fight Shinkaku. Yeah. So, now nah, it's it's freaking crazy, and I did get one thing out of order, which I wanted to mention, like, Shikamaru going out here and fighting all these, yeah. like, Chunin, and using the Shadow Possession Jutsu, and it's like, okay, I've lost, and just kind of, like, accepting death. Because there's the whole, we've got another person in there. And then you just see Asuma, like, be Asuma. Like, you're like, <laughs> dope. Like, this is the first time we're seeing these Jonin out here doing work. Like, let's go. Yeah, man. And Asuma is a great character. Like, that's exactly what we needed to save Shikamaru, was his own captain. Um. Which, that whole thing, like, Shikamaru being like, I'm gonna stop being 
a lazy asshole and just be a regular asshole and fight for my friends and do it so keenly square. We see him be like, all right, there's only eight of them in front of me. There's a ninth one over there. He knows, but he can't like act because he's out of chakra based on his match. That's the, the big thing. They attack after all of these like showcase shinobi are tired so that they can make use of that fact in being terror. Yeah. So, um, crazy fighting on that part. And then, like, it comes to the zenith of the arc, and it's the final between, like, we see that the third Hokage has finally gotten Orochimaru's arms out into the Reaper Death Seal. He's dying. Like, the Jonin have finally settled down in the battlefield with the Sound Ninja and the Sand Ninja, and that two-headed snake has been killed because Jiraiya cameoed and was like, I'm got it. Um, and now it's just Naruto and Gara like finding it out, and it's the iconic Naruto headbutt. Um where I'm not bad at it. Yeah. No, he like headbutts Gara, they both pass out, and Gara kind of gets back up again. And Naruto's like, no, and like punches them out. And then they like just crawl towards each other and talk and they're crying. And I'm like, yo, this is what I needed. Like, I didn't need Gara to die. I need Gara to like, because him dying would not serve the purpose of like, you know, true character development because it would just be the cycle of the ninja world repeating. Like, you make something a weapon, you use it until it breaks and it's done. But by Naruto, kind of understanding well not kind of 100% understanding where Gaara's come from in crying for him like crying for his enemy who was there to kill him it opened up something new for Gaara and man I I love the fact that Naruto is sitting there like inchworming his way yeah to Gaara when they land on the ground after that punch like Naruto has nothing left in him but he's, like, given everything he's got left to, like, get back to Gara and be like, I understand. I get it. We are the same. But, like, you don't have to be this way. You can be like me on a different path, which is wild. Yeah. And then we see... Then we see... um. We see Tamari and Conqueror show up, grab Gara. It's like we out. The mission failed. And Gara having this moment with Naruto that has changed him because he said, "Wow, my enemy has wept for me. My enemy has like cried tears for me. This is the first time I've experienced that by someone who knows my true pain." He apologizes to Tamari and Conqueror, which are his siblings, for acting the way he's act. And they're like in disbelief, so they just say, yeah, it's okay. And then Naruto kind of just passes out. And I believe like Kakashi or someone shows up. I can't remember. Um, someone shows up. Like, because Sakura's fallen off from the sand and all this stuff. So, Oh, so yeah, the sand falls and it's just Sasuke. Sasuke picks her up. And then Sasuke shows up at Naruto and he's like, yo, you can stop crawling towards him he's done yeah and naruto like was like great and then passes out yeah so and then we pan back and we see that orochimaru's thing has been broken like his four palm seal has been broken and uh what's his face kakazu or not kakazu um deal with the glasses oh fuck um him like yeah you had to make me forget didn't you um conqueror yeah no not conqueror dang it um no not conqueror hold on kakashi scroll down oh god i hate this so much i know right? it's I like know i remember his name yeah uh. <laughs> 
This is bothering me so much. Um, yeah, yeah. So Rochimaru's right hand man, Kagazu, Kakazu. Nope, nope, not Kakazu. Uh, it's a character whose name is. Lord, why can I not remember this man's name? Um, <laughs> I I need to know. Kabuto. I need no, to know. I know, right? It's like Kabuto. Is it Kabuto? It's it's Kabuto. Okay, because I thought I said that. Uh, yeah, I said Conqueror. Yeah, Kabuto. Yeah. So Kabuto yeah, shows Kabuto. up. Kabuto. Yeah, he shows up and gets Itachi. Or wow, he shows up and gets Orochimaru. <laughs> and he's like, "We outhost," and the barrier breaks, and they run away. Um, and then the fourth Okage is kind of just left dead, smiling as he, as Orochimaru swore words at him, cursing him and everything. Like the fourth doesn't even hear any of that. He's like, he just kind of smiles and sees Orochimaru as a kid and then just dies. And yeah. Yep. Like, and that's the end of the third Hokage. Yeah. And the end of the Konoha crush. Like we see that everybody's standing over him, the Ambu. Really didn't do anything at all. Um, oh man, let's talk about the Ambu right quick. So the Ambu Black Ops are this special super secret CIA branch of the ninja world. And they're supposed to be like the shit. And we don't see them do a goddamn thing. Yeah, they didn't do anything at all. They got fucked up and played by Kabuto and like that one girl who was like they're trying to avenge um Hayate Gecko. Yeah. I was here for it. But like the dude like the three dudes that sat outside the barrier watching the third Hokage's fight, I'm like, why are you here? You don't do anything. And then, like, the, the barrier goes down, and the Rochimaru's escaping, and they jump, and they all three get caught in the net. Like, y'all are supposed to know how this shit works. Y'all are the superior ninja squads. Fuck are you doing? Not a dang thing. Like, <laughs> completely and utterly got hope. Uh, it, was, it was hard to watch. I was like... Do they ever get better? No. <laughs> we have... Um, what's his name? We have Itachi, and that's it. Everyone else, all of the other Ambu, are useless. Yeah, we had Itachi. We had Kakashi. Kakashi, yes, yes. Um, home dude's girlfriend. Uh. Hayate Iko, like you said, Gecko, his girlfriend. Um, she just. I love how Hayate was some random dude, and he got a girlfriend who would avenge him. And I don't know what happens with Hayate Gecko's girlfriend, but boy, how does she like play a role in telling Kakashi to do some shit? Yeah, she gets a like super mini arc like later. It's great, actually. Is this a filler arc, bro? Is this one we're gonna have to follow? I don't think it's like really a filler arc. I feel like it's it's kind of like a it's like an arc inside of the Edo Tenson arc where she has to like fight people. She has to like basically fight home dude. Um, gotcha. And it's just like the story of the relationship and everything. I'm like, yo, this is great. Let me here for it. Yeah, it was was pretty good. I'm here for it. Like you said, um. But yeah, no, that's basically everything that happened in the Kona Crush. Um, it's it's crazy. Um, this was that OG Naruto, that greatness that I felt like was so pivotal in everything, honestly, in forms of development and whatnot. Um, I would say this is some of the best Naruto. Um, I still think my favorite Naruto... Overall, is the Sasuke Retrieval art. Um, and after this, we got what? We got the Tsunade art. Yep, it's the Tsunade arc, and then it's the Sasuke Retrieval arc. I would agree with you. Like, this is some of the best Naruto. Like, of 
all of the stuff. This is the craziest it gets. This is the biggest swerve for like the whole tuning exam arc. Right? So we go from this basic kind of crazy tournament arc to fuck your entire tournament arc. We're doing something different. Everything you've watched doesn't matter. But all of the players do. And that's the kind of exciting swerve that is is fun. Yeah. Um, So, no, totally. Like, this is the thing. Like, this is one of the arcs and the animation and all of this stuff that brings it to the next level for being a show. Um, Of all of the standout moments, like, this is one. It's, like, the land hitting the waves with, um, Sabazan Haku. Yep. And then it's like this as crazy, wild, important, impressionable moments. Yeah. And like, for me, it's definitely like, you know, and what's, what's coming next, these two arcs again, I feel like is going to be a very fun, um, because like, I do like Tsunade's story. I really like her. Like reasoning, like her hemophobia was interesting. Seeing that at that point, um, yeah, I really wanted her to like. We'll get into that when we talk about that. But I really wanted Tsunade to be like Naruto's mother figure, I guess. But that was never gonna happen. I assume. Um, Man, I love, I love the Naruto training, but also surprise Sasuke gets wrecked storyline. Yeah, that's that was wild. Yeah, that's good too. Like, I really enjoy, I really enjoy all of Naruto we got coming up, and you guys gotta stick around for it because we will do these. We got two more to do, and maybe we'll do Shippuden. We haven't sat down and talked about that yet. So, but if you want us to do Shippuden, you gotta let us know on the Twitter, on the Insta, on the well, YTSP doesn't have an Insta, but you gotta let us know on the Twitter. You gotta let us know basically on Twitter. Um. Yeah, man, you can catch the product at your TSP or your typical Shadow protagonist, YTSP, on all your podcatchers. We're talking Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Podcasts, which is blowing up, or on Twitter, as he said, at your TSP. That's U R T S P. Kai, you got a Twitter too? Yeah, you can find me at Static Dreads. That's um, at S T A T I C D R E A D Z um, for all of your anime and weeb stuff um let me know that you're following you know talk engage let's do it or you can catch the other product as well at content breaker for all of your animation and other weeaboo nerd shit uh we will catch y'all next week for more anime content at your typical shadow protagonist peace